1: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you alongside my co host, Gino Camilleri. It's a Wednesday edition of the show, episode three this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform. It can be uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We are available On all platforms yesterday, me and Gino dived into a listener mailbag, which we're going to do every Tuesday, Twitter Tuesday on Locked on Eagles, So you can check out that episode. I got into the Matt Stafford and Jared Goff trade on Monday and how that ties in with the Eagles and their current situation at quarterback between Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and also the sixth overall draft pick. So you can check out those two episodes as well as the next three on any pod platform when you subscribe. And also, we're always talking birds on Twitter after the show. Hit us up at Locked on Birds. Gino, what's up, brother? welcome into episode
0: three yeah it might not be the biggest uh news day for the nfl but it's national signing day in college uh transfer portals open so uh, a lot of Big steps in the right direction for some future NFL players. Been keeping tabs on that. My Oregon guy has got a a good class coming in this year. I think they're a top ten class, if I'm not mistaken, so I'm excited for that. With the NCAA football game, man, I mean, we're talking more college football here, but it's only fitting that we're in draft season now, and we're going to see a ton of turnover. And I'm I'm excited now, Lou. We've officially turned the page on all the all-star games. It's it's now, quote-unquote, combine season, which will all be virtual, as we know. But it is an important step moving forward. We it's know a wild how the offseason, season,
1: man. I mean, like, it is. You think man. about it. There is going to be—you already had so many prospects not even play this year, mm-hmm. and then you've got a virtual combine. You know, teams aren't going to be able to be as hands-on with prospects. It's going to be really tough. You're really going to have to be, you know, trusting in your scouting department, mm-hmm. and it's going to be tougher to evaluate in draft classes this year than than most draft classes, I should say.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the one draft that it's. I said this last year where you look at the Eagles, and I, I
1: thought they knocked that
0: draft out of the park last year. I thought they did a fantastic job in one of those seasons that they weren't able to go to all the the pro days. They they shut down a lot of the workouts, and they did a pretty good job. So those teams that have the information, have the analytics side of things, and are willing to put more time and effort into these draft classes, you'll see how they do. And you look at the Patriots last year, I think they probably had one of the best classes. And you look at Belichick and how much information he puts into scouting, this is the same type of feel. I mean... We're talking about Trey Lance being a top-ten pick, a guy who only played one game in 2020. And Jamar so this Chase is, didn't play at all, right? I mean, Exactly. This is going to be a lot of
1: projection, this class, yeah. for sure. Wouldn't you agree that it's probably a good year to have a top-ten pick if you're going to have one?
0: Yes. Yeah, because yeah. The, I, I think the top-ten are clear because yeah. it's going to be a lot of guys that had played this last season. Oh. I, I think the one that... Arguably could be picked that didn't play would be Trey Lance, but you look at the rest of the class. I mean, Jamar Chase as well, but the rest of the guys. I mean, Devonta Smith goes out, has a a top season. Kyle Pitts as well. You look at the other quarterbacks. Panay Sewell did sit out as well, but when it comes down to it, you know who the top guys are. I think you knew who the top three would be. Even last year, the, the talk of Lawrence being number one overall, the, the talk of how good Justin Fields would be, and Panay Sewell being a generational type talent, being at number six, you're probably going to have the chance to draft one of three guys who you know is going to be a stud. So yeah, you're right, Lou. I, I'd much rather be picking here at six than 17 or 18 when the draft starts to get a little slippery with going on more projection than anything.
1: And we'll continue to get into our draft coverage all throughout the offseason right here on Lockdown Eagles Mock Draft Monday starts up next Monday where me and Gino go through a seven round Eagles mock through the draft network's draft simulator uh love to do those every year can't wait to do that again on monday so again subscribe to the podcast and you'll get those every monday download it into your phone and like gino mentioned you know trey lance is going to be in this draft and you're going to have to evaluate him from north dakota state mm-hmm. and zach wilson justin fields trevor lawrence likely to go first overall quarterback is in play for the philadelphia Eagles still and that's been the theme of the podcast the past month or two because there's just so much unknown with carson wentz and jalen hurts and you have an opportunity here or you know I, I would call it an opportunity. I pick six because the Eagles rarely ever pick in the top ten. They've done it twice the last decade, mm-hmm. and one time in 2016 it was because they leapfrogged up the board twice. Man, so um, it's part it's part of the process here. You have to evaluate those quarterbacks as well, mm-hmm. and it's because again we just this quarterback position continues to be unresolved, and we still just. Each day, I don't want to call them reports, but more and more stories are coming out about Wentz, about Hurts, about where this team is thinking of going at the position, about where these players are thinking about um, their future with Philadelphia. And so got to get into this discussion that Adam Schefter had today on a radio spot that he believes he's not reporting but he believes that Wentz still wants to leave the franchise, but that he doesn't think the Eagles will move him without legitimate compensation. You saw, again, this weekend, a huge blockbuster trade go down between Matt Stafford and Jared Goff, the Rams getting Stafford, and the Lions getting not only Jared Goff, but two first-round picks. So you saw there quarterbacks going with a lot of top picks being thrown around. So Schefter believes that the Eagles will want legitimate compensation for him, but at the same time that he thinks, and again, he's not reporting, he's speculating that Carson still wants out. Um, It's it's interesting. Look, I'm not going to make conclusions, and I think you'll agree with me. I'm not going to make conclusions about what Wentz wants. We've talked for a month now about what the Eagles should do, right, Mm -hmm. where we've been thinking about the team's perspective, what they should try to do at quarterback, what's best for their future. But we haven't really talked about a lot Wentz's side of things. And I think a lot of people are coming to conclusions about what he wants based on the media silence, which I think is irresponsible. I think a lot of journalists, not saying this is everybody on the Eagles beat, but some people, I think are making that conclusion because I think personally that they're upset they can't get that content from what he Mm -hmm. says in a press conference. I think um, to make it seem like they would be his clear and honest messenger is misguided. I think you see media twist words all the time, and so just because he hasn't said anything doesn't mean he wants out. However, at the same time for me, I do still believe that Wentz either A, feels like he wants to be traded still, Or doesn't know if he wants out. But I don't want to say that I believe that based on his silence. I want to say that based off of the context clues that I'm taking of what we've seen the team do over the last month and what Carson has felt so... I don't know. I, that's that's the thing. I just I don't like that people are assuming things based on him not talking to the media. You can speculate and have an opinion, but ba- to base it on that I think is a little misguided. It's
0: him pleading the fifth, I would say, him not wanting to stick his foot in his mouth. And I think if you look at the context clues of the organization as a whole, Lou, it all leads to them wanting to move in the Carson Wentz direction hearing what Jeffrey Lurie had to say, hearing what Howie Roseman had to say, hearing that in interviews, a big question was, how are you going to fix Carson Wentz? Sirianni not saying anything about the quarterback situation. Howie Roseman not not saying anything. Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz saying anything at all. And you're right, Lou, to assume that he wants out because he hasn't said anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave everybody else to assume because as the old adage goes, I think everybody knows how it goes. I'm not going to assume anything. But I will look at the context clues of around the organization, and when you look at that trade for Jared Goff yesterday, we're we're sitting here talking about the six overall pick. If getting rid of Carson Wentz means that you have to give up the six overall pick as well, I mean, count me out. Just from an asset perspective, you're pushing yourself back multiple years. What's the worst that could happen if Wentz does come back? You have one year that you see if he is the guy and you cut bait after this year? I think moving on from Wentz and having to give up a high pick to move that contract is is near insane. In, in my opinion, because even if you don't think Wentz is the answer, you keep that pick to make a quarterback selection. Well,
1: and I agree with you, but what do you think about from Carson's perspective? Because again, mm-hmm. I don't think the media silence is telling me anything about what he thinks, but I do think at the same time, I know Schefter isn't reporting anything, but he's not the only prominent reporter that has talked about uh, Carson wanting to be traded. And so I don't think they're just making stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I, I do believe that this is something still up in the air with Wentz and maybe that's you know, we're talking about the media silence of Wentz, but like you said, the team really hasn't hit on it a lot either. Mm-hmm. Sirianni hasn't touched on it, Lurie, Roseman, a whole lot. And so that that is part of why I, the silence of the team more so tells me something rather than Wentz. Is maybe they don't, because like you're saying, everything they're doing sounds like they want to fix Carson but the silence about that support still maybe tells me they don't know what he wants yet
0: I understand that and at the same time you don't want somebody who's half in on your organization so why have him say anything at all and if he's out then hey we move on yeah because you know if he wants to
1: be traded look even though you have the control Philly does with the contract and everything I I think you got to move him you can't go into this season with a disgruntled guy in an open quarterback battle with a second year quarterback
0: and the key thing about that Schefter report is if they don't get back serious compensation right the eagles aren't the los angeles rams when it comes to to moving draft picks they're not going to be picking in the first round for nearly a decade oh
1: gino they're going to want first they're not giving up first to get rid of Wentz. they're going to want to get at least first yeah and that's what i'm
0: saying that they're going to have to get compensation back which with the contract which with the state of play from carson i don't think i mean you don't walk into a Cadillac dealership with a 1994 Toyota sure. missing one wheel thinking you're going to walk out of there with a Cadillac and not have to pay anything extra. You're going to have to get good compensation for Carson simply because of the investment that you made. You, you can't walk back on that and you can't give up assets to move your team back. They're not in a place where Los Angeles is where they have this window Of one or two years with all their defensive pieces probably moving on same with their offense the Eagles are in this light rebuild as we know so you're sitting here you have a fork in the road and either option is still plausible so to to cut and make your decision before you have all the information would be everything against my analytical brain would tend to be against Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and the one report I look to is the guy who's most connected with Philly being Mike Garafolo, who back in January said that Carson wanted to work it out? Right. So I'm sitting There's here. There's too many differing
1: reports. Too here. That's, that's why I'm not going to make anything. an assumption
0: on anything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's we're all, on the same page
1: there. Right. Yeah. I agree. And like like I said, I do think that when still doesn't know what he wants, or maybe he wants to be traded. But that's not based on you know any like clear, concise report. That's right. For me, me merely speculating. So yes. um, I, I do. I will say though, if he wants to in this speculation we're doing in this hypothetical if he does want to be traded though I just you know I I can't imagine anything is going to be fixed long term with him wanting out and hurt still being on the team and that's why I know we're talking about the quarterback competition and everybody wants these guys to welcome a competition and it would make sense based on the 2020 sample size you don't know what you have in either guy right now but at the same time I just I don't know if with the situation you've created this isn't just some random quarterback competition I don't know if you can really reasonably expect to go into the summer with both of these guys Mm -hmm. on the team and maybe that is the issue if Carson does one out still. Maybe it's still that Hertz is on the team, and people don't like that. They want Wentz to compete. They want him to be fully open to a quarterback competition. Yeah, so, Carson, so Fletcher Cox should be
0: that? in a competition to play right. interior defensive line. Well, and,
1: and look, when you're Tell Carson Wentz, why would you want to? Come? I'm not. This doesn't mean he's not a competitor if he doesn't want to be in a competition right. with Hertz. He just knows there can be a better environment where he doesn't have the baggage with this other team that he has with the Eagles right now, and he'll be the unquestioned starter. So why, if you're Carson, would you want to let an open quarterback competition happen in the summer?
0: I agree. And to say that Carson's not a competitor when literally the Super Bowl MVP from the year they won the Super Bowl came back and was still on the team.
1: I saw him throw a touchdown to get us home field advantage on a torn ACL. I will never question Wentz as a competitor ever.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that people assume. and they lo- Carson has, I saw the uh, one tweet the other day that I've never seen a person get more ridiculed for saying nothing than Carson Wentz. And, I mean, every other team around the league, you don't want your quarterback to be leaking any information. We just went through this whole thing with anonymous sources, with people speaking out about Carson. So why create another mess? Why create a bigger forest fire when this team already has a lot of questions to answer? You don't want to keep adding question marks. You want to change those question marks to periods, knowing that you have answered a question. So if Carson says, yeah, uh, I'm going to come back, but I don't know if I want to be here for a competition. You talk about the craziness of the media now. Oh, boy. Carson would just have to light every piece of uh, technology is on fire because as if he's not
1: justified would... in feeling that way. I think he's totally exactly. justified in not wanting to come back to Philly after everything that happened the past couple of years. And like you said, all these stories coming out and not saying Wentz is free of blame, but again, and when you can go somewhere else and be the unquestioned starter in a mm. better environment where the bridges aren't right. on fire, like they are right now, it just, it wouldn't make sense if you're Wentz to welcome that competition. That doesn't mean he's not a competitor. It just means he's yeah. smart. And you know, it's not like right. any random competition. This is a very unique quarterback conflict that Philly has, and we got to hit a break, but we'll continue to get into this coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl Fifty Five is coming up this Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Gino, I guess it's uh, supposed to be pretty rainy in the game. Ooh, that should be interesting. So uh, I'll the over under. I wonder sh- if uh, we're going to have to. I, don't, I might bet the under. That-
0: is it is it one of those things where it's the the Florida rain where it's like a quick like uh, ten minute humidity thing that'll be interesting to play in? But it, I'm I'm looking over, man. I betting a championship game for me ever since I bet the Natty under a couple years ago between Alabama and Clemson. Just betting a a championship yeah. under is
1: crazy. So you've got team bets, you've got individuals, parlays, futures, everything available for you at the one place that we trust that has you covered for your bets, betonline.ag. And if you sign up today for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you're going to get a 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Again, don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Gino, we're getting into the quarterback position. Obviously, we have a you know new story. Adam Schefter talking about Carson Wentz's situation on a radio spot today, talking about how he believes that Wentz still wants out, but at the same time, the Eagles aren't just going to get rid of Wentz. They're not going to give up first-round picks like the Rams did for golf nope. to get Carson out of house. If anything, they want at least a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. back for Carson. And so we kind of talked about that. We got into, you know, whence and why he's not welcoming a quarterback competition or why some people are speculating that that's how he feels. And we kind of got into how he just, he doesn't feel the need. He doesn't have to be in a quarterback competition. He shouldn't, I don't think he should be willing to do that in Philly, considering the circumstance of the past couple of years. And also, man, like I thought about this the other day, when do quarterback competitions like ever result in, in a long-term resolution at at quarterback. You know what I mean? Like where, again, everybody's wanting these guys to welcome an open competition. And again, that would make sense based on the 2020 sample size. But I just, I never remember an open competition that resulted in like long-term success. There's always a short leash on these guys. They're always going to be looking over their shoulders, especially in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And especially considering who these two quarterbacks are. Like This isn't Fitz versus Tua where it's a veteran that's going to play for a bit, and then the young guy eventually takes over. This isn't Ryan Mallett versus Brian Hoyer, where neither are going to be the guy. so you can just go back and forth with them. Like You're not pulling Hurts and putting Carson back out there and then putting Hurts back out. Like You're not going to put these guys out there back and forth because you want them to be long-term pieces. This is a unique situation, and I don't think you can just go in and say, all right, let the best man win. I don't think that ever works, really, and I don't think for this Mm -hmm. circumstance that that's the right move.
0: Looking at it from a competition perspective, you take when Carson came into this team, and he was the third quarterback on that depth chart. And he competed and worked his way to be the number one quarterback. So I just want to put all that that competitor stuff to rest. To me, that's crazy. And all those examples you had talked about, Lou, those were quarterbacks that were taken in the first round. You draft a quarterback in the first round to be the guy. You take a quarterback in the second round to possibly have a chance to project to get a competition to win that job. And what I saw from Jalen Hurts in four games wasn't enough to win that. But what I've seen from Wentz in the past, when he has been surrounded by a good environment, and say he is a system quarterback, say he is. The style that they run is way better than the style than you run in a guy like Jared Goff. Where he's checking it down all the time and he's working those intermediate areas. Carson has that downfield element to his game. He is a playmaking style quarterback. But can you get it in the mix and get it right? Because if he comes out there and wants to be a competitor, Lou, the first thing that I think of is when Carson has pressure on him, he's going to press even more and that's going to make him look right worse. That's you the know thing, that.
1: Gino, like I, I understand that you can't really know right now based on how bad Wentz was last mm-hmm. year and how up and down Hertz was. I totally understand the Eagles perspective of we don't know what either guy is going to be, so we can't really get rid of one. But the situation you created with between these two and the environment that Philly is as a quarterback market already and as a sports as a fan base. This is the situation you created so you mm-hmm. can't really afford to go in and and look for more context and get a bigger sample size. I just don't think these two can coexist for a whole another season if you want them to be set up to succeed. Like I get wanting to have that plan B, but these two guys, one of them can't be your plan B if you want plan A to mm-hmm. work. I just I don't think it's feasible.
0: Yeah, you don't have Pat Mahomes in the waiting for like Alex Smith did either. This is yeah, right. Jalen Hurts, a guy who he has all the the off field and all the everything you want in a franchise quarterback. But hey, man, he's still very raw as a as a pro style quarterback. It is nice that you have somebody in Sirianni who says he's willing to adapt to either quarterback. But in my opinion, if you look at the sample size, you look at what it would take to get rid of that contract. To me, getting rid of Jalen Hurts, if you were to do that is the way to go because you not only can get out of a cheaper contract, you can probably draft another guy this year in a in a pretty deep class. I mean, if Kyle Trask is there in the third round, I'll take him as my backup. Sure. A more polished pro-style passer than Jalen Hurts. And if you could get a second-round pick for this guy who I have no personal issues with Jalen, but if there is a personal issue between the guy who everybody has said still is – that attachment to their append their, the appendage on their finger is howie roseman would say right, somebody say who's that, a yeah. part of your franchise you do everything to make it work you don't keep a toxic relationship intact just because you're friends with somebody you have to do what's best for you and carson has to as well and if he believes going somewhere else where he doesn't have to compete is the move i think he deserves that after five years of yeah being i here think and it's understandable that he's gone through.
1: Just quarterback, you know, it's not the same as other positions. I just don't think you can go in. I think knowing who the guy is and building around that all offseason is crucial Mm -hmm. for your team's success. I don't think you can go in in August and not know who the guy is and play musical chairs all year and expect to be a good football team. Set yourself back for how many months? It never works. And I'm not just trying to say this as like a Carson Wentz guy. If you want Jalen Hurts to be the guy, too, and you want him to Mm -hmm. be set up to best succeed, Carson's got to get out of here. Or draft a guy at number six and make him... I just, I want them to pick one, man, because we saw we don't last year. We need a decision year, eight days before the season right, like we did in 2016. I, yes, exactly, 100%. And we saw last year, their intention wasn't when they drafted Jalen Hurts, he wasn't supposed to be a future option to be their mm-hmm. your franchise quarterback. He was supposed to be a high-end backup. But the Eagles have to know that just because your motivation is one thing doesn't mean there's other repercussions, there's not other impacts yes. of that decision. And to me, again, yes, sure in a vacuum right now, when you think about the Eagles quarterback situation, neither one has shown you in 2020 that they should be trusted to be the guy moving forward. And so based on that logic, you would say you've got to keep both guys and keep going to find out who's going to be the guy. But I just, again, with the situation that has transpired here, this isn't some unique or this isn't some typical quarterback competition. You've, to me, you've got to pick one that that's just the way it is. So let's use a
0: monopoly reference here. Sure. I mean, You have Carson Wentz and your
1: investment is
0: almost like the last stop on Monopoly, like Boardwalk. You you know that's going to be the most expensive, right? And Mm -hmm. it costs more money to put houses on and it costs more to give up that asset if you were going to get rid of it. But if Jalen Hurts, who's the first spot you get to in Monopoly who costs $1, that's not a big investment. And regardless of who you go with, both choices are going to have an impact on this team. And I think taking Jalen Hurts and making him the guy sets you back a few more years than you can compete. Because if you still think that this roster has a chance to compete in this division, which I mean, winning seven games as the division I winner, say, I would hope. anything to write home about, <laughs> yeah, right? You roll with Carson, in my opinion, if you still feel that you can win with this window and you have enough guys and you have enough youth that you can bring in, you, you do that with Carson. But if you want to go full on rebuild, I think the decision's easy. But at the same time, I can't, see Howie Roseman getting a phone call that says Carson Wentz, your first round pick for X. I, I don't see him ever responding. Yes, I will do that. Yeah. It's a tough I situation, man,
1: because like we're saying, I don't feel like it's very feasible to, I don't think they can justify having both in the summer, but I'm with you at that same instance. Even if Wentz wants how, like you're not just going to, take a fourth round pick for Carson Wentz. It's a really, it's a really tough situation, but again, it's hard for me to feel bad for them because they've put themselves in this spot. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And Howie Roseman was less than self-aware making that selection last year. I think we are all aware of that. And the thing is, if he is now self-aware and they realize it's a mistake, it's better than just sitting on that mistake and, like you said, keeping that toxic relationship in play and keeping him around. I think the Nick Foles decision, we've seen this play out before. You have to make a decision one way or another because indecision is the worst decision.
1: I agree. Great way to put it. We got one more segment coming up right here on this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, it's sponsored today by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your cars to save money that you can then use for other important things in life like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30% 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. It's a family business that's been serving auto part customers online now for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you you Need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down lockdown on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, thanks so much for tuning into episode three this week of five on Lockdown Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles. Louis DiBiase joining you alongside Gino Camilleri. Continuing to dive into quarterback, I know some people might be getting sick, so of it, sick of it. I'm sick of this, man. This I, is I know, ridiculous. know, but, man, <laughs> it's, it's each day there's something new, and we're, we still have no resolution to this situation yet, and I don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to be concluded. I I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, who knows, they can make a trade tomorrow or they could milk this thing into August and they could do what we're hoping they don't do and decide who the quarterback is like they did in 2016, eight days before. So we have no idea, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's such a crucial um, decision that they make whether it's Wentz, whether it's hurts or again, I don't want to just totally, throw away the sixth overall draft pick. That is a part of this that you have to consider. And so I think the last thing I'll say is with Wentz, the media silence is not something that makes me think one way or the other about what he Mm -hmm. wants in Philly. But I will say I still understand why he'd want out. Yeah, the Eagles clearly want to try and fix him based on what they were doing. And he's been a big part of the problem. He's not free of blame, but you look at, again, these anonymous player stories that continue to come out, how the Eagles have failed to build around him over and over again. This hurt situation still at large. I don't think they're going to bail on that right now. It's just, again, the last thing I'll say, you've got to pick one here or else this thing is not going to get resolved i think wentz the reason he might still want to be out is because Hertz is still there he is not going to come in and be willing to be in an open competition that might piss you off but that to me is the case and i think that's the right way for the eagles to go too. they can't afford to have a competition as much as that might be what they need for a bigger sample size the situation that they have created will just will not allow it if you want long-term success from either one of these guys
0: I completely understand that, and being somebody who's left jobs in the past because you don't feel like you're the guy. You know, sure. you feel like you're replaceable. I can totally see that from that perspective, but as we know, actions speak louder than words. If you're Carson and you're saying, okay, they haven't said anything about me, what have they actually done for you, though, Carson? Think about that. They went out and traded up twice to go get you. They gave you $100 million guaranteed. You should want... To give back to them, in my opinion. And if they're willing to make that Jalen Hurts sacrifice or vice versa, either guy should be fully in. You know, you don't want somebody that's not in. And if Carson is still on the fence about it going into the season, I think your best move is to cut bait because you don't want a guy who we've seen in the past two years has their own agenda, is going to speak out against the team. You, you don't want somebody like that, as we've seen, and I think Alshon Jeffrey would probably be that yep. guy. You, yep. you don't want a veteran just to be there because. You want them to prove it and understand that they're there for a bigger goal. And if moving on from Doug Peterson was the first inclination that Carson should stay, I think everything they've done since then as well bringing in a lot of guys who who have worked with quarterbacks, bringing in new innovative minds on offense. You have a situation where you cannot just build up that quarterback position from scratch. You can do it in your own identity with Carson Wentz. I mean, you now have to eliminate that sample size between 16 to 20 because you have a completely new structure in place. And if things turn out like they did for Josh Allen in Buffalo with having Brian Dable there who designed a fantastic offense for him, I'm confident that Sirianni could do it for either of these guys. I just want somebody that's going to be all the way in. I can see where Carson's head at, is on, in on this whole thing. Yeah. But to me, actions speak louder than words. They have given a huge investment in him. He has to know that the city, that the team loves him. Maybe not the fans, but the team still does love him.
1: So I think we've hit on pretty much everything we can about this situation at quarterback. So tomorrow it is February 4th. It's going to be the three year anniversary of the Eagles Super Bowl 52 win. So we're going to spice some things up and do something different tomorrow. We'll move on from the quarterback talk for a bit. Gino, uh, we'll get into some Super Bowl stuff tomorrow. We have another show on Friday as well. And the next week on Monday, we'll kick off mock draft Monday right here on the locked on Eagles podcast. And again, subscribe on any platform five episodes a week downloaded into your phone and we're always talking birds on Twitter after the show as well hit us up at lockdown birds at DBS Gino I suck so your handle one more time please I'm going to get this eventually
0: (laughs) at GC 24 underscore football people have been following me so I think they're able to find it so that's good
1: all right for Gino Camilleri I'm Lou DiBiase signing off this has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast locked on Eagles as always thank you for downloading thank you for listening and let's go birds
0: fly eagles fly